0: to the Dark Depths Podcast, your go-to place in a modern legacy format. I'm one of your hosts, Billy Mitchell, and with me, as always, is the Chaos Defiler himself, Michael Matson. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. And honestly, you know, it, the last two weeks, three weeks, has been just all eternal weekend preparation, making sure we get everything ready for the event, get deck lists, and we get hotels booked, we get everything figured out, and... Honestly, the last thing I expected was to, um, you know, well, obviously expecting to win would be great, but expecting to actually be able to sit down with the winner is not something that was actually on my list of things to do. Uh, but with us this week,
2: the triumph of Pittsburgh himself, we've got our good friend TK. How are you? Hey, y'all. I'm doing great. How about y'all doing?
0: Good. are doing good. Thanks for joining us. I, I'm it's Honestly, I know you've had a whirlwind couple days, so just the fact you had the time to sit down with us is uh,
2: fantastic. It's been just unbelievable, just surreal for the last 48 hours. Well, I think it has been 48 hours. I don't remember. Time is no <laughs> relevancy here. <laughs> no, it's not at all. Not at all. It's an illusion. <laughs> but-
0: um, yeah, I think that's... It's, honestly, it's, it's amazing. Um, and one of the things, and obviously I won online, so mine's a little different, I guess, but Uh, the, the idea that after playing for all these years, that this is something that, you know, you, I'm sure you have dreamed of, you've thought about, you know, maybe one day, if I, if I play my cards right, and the fact that it actually happened, and especially in the way that it happened, you actually being the North American legacy Eternal Weekend champion is such a, it's beyond
2: words. It's crazy. It really is. (laughs) It's definitely great I, uh. Especially since, um, for those who don't follow my Twitter, um, I announced it a couple days ago, I I haven't been playing competitive magic in over a year. I stepped Mm -hmm. away from the game in focus on myself and exploring my other hobbies and interests. And the actual reason why I came to Eternal Weekend was because one of my friends is slowly getting out of the game and this was going to be his last hurrah. So obviously we grew up, with the game together so it would be a disservice for me not to go so and here we are <laughs> <laughs> Here we are.
0: <laughs> that's like just like the cherry on top like i mean the fact that it you know that it means even that much more to you uh this weekend yeah uh, you know, i couldn't imagine anything better we should probably start i guess in the beginning you why'd you take a, a time off you said you were trying to like like yeah. work on yourself you were trying to uh just engaging in other hobbies like what kind of other things were you doing yeah
2: so i want to say back in 2022 after legacy pit opened two i believe i kind of came to this realization that that year of 2022 i did a lot and i accomplished a lot of stuff i bought a house that i bought a house last year i went to germany that year i got a dog that year and there was just a lot of things that took priority over magic and so i came to the conclusion that I'm going to step away from the competitive scene for one year at least, and just see how I feel. Because part of me was my my competitive spirit, my dueling spirit as you would say, was fading away. And you know, I don't know whether just because I also kind of got product fatigue like everybody else has been with WOTC, or if it's just like the state of legacy being that I think EI and Initiative got banned or Where's, I don't remember the timeline when, when those cards got banned, but it definitely was not the format that I wanted to play. So I took so I took some time away. Um, sit, during my time away, uh, I in, I started to hike more. I've been going to more leather events, which is a lot of things been talked about the stream because I actually just watched the stream of uh, my sash and my crown and what that means. So. For those who don't know, uh, that sash says Mr. Mayhem Leather Bear because I am a national leather. I have questions. Go for it. I do. <laughs>
0: um, uh, but for, I was it the the idea of like hiking. Uh, I, this is, I don't know, flaky tour, but um, I actually like the idea of hiking. I think trying to, I think one of the big things people mentioned with Magic Players, like, oh, you know, go touch grass. But like really getting out and hiking and, you know, trying to pick up hobbies that are actually not only good for your body, but actually good for your soul, too, I think is, is huge. A really good way to refresh yourself.
2: Yeah, and it's definitely one of those ways that I prefer hiking over running. No Ooh. disrespect to people who run. I'm just not built for that. And yep. two, I just enjoy going on trails and, um, you know, during Sundays, Paul Lynch, another another big-time legacy player that we all know and love, And a couple of our friends, we would just go around hiking our Baltimore, Frederick, D.C. area and just kind of just spend the time just seeing things that we don't really see in public and drink. This is a really good time. And it's always a good time. Highly recommend it.
1: (laughs) For what it's worth, I also greatly prefer hiking to running. Running kind of, I, I hate running. Hiking is pretty fun. was gonna say maps and you actually took
0: a a, not not a year but you took a good amount of time off for magic too and I I, you said it was huge for you
1: yeah I mean I was playing way 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 too much and um, yeah no I was definitely playing too much and just I felt like a lot of my waking time was devoted to thinking about magic so getting a break from it to do other things and I won't say that I did the same thing as TK. I wasn't really working on myself. Maybe I should have been. Maybe a missed opportunity. But, you know, just having a break and just getting to enjoy other things. Um, So, in a sense, like, I guess it's working on myself. But, like, you know, just taking a break. Taking a break from things is is good. Um, You know, I also went to school for music, as a lot of people know or don't know. And it's the same thing there sometimes you know you're working on a piece and it feels like you're just banging your head against the wall and you're practicing but you're practicing bad habits and just like there were multiple times where the best thing that I ever did for a piece I was working on was just like not touch my viola for a week or two which sounds sacrilegious and like um you know I'm sure my teacher would have yelled at me if I told her that's what I was doing but coming back to it like I would sound a lot better and I'd be able to like have had enough time to unlearn some of the bad habits that I was forming and replace them with good ones.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it really is, uh, that a time to actually reflect and try to say, you know, what, what is actually important to me? I think that's a, a really huge thing. And, uh, I mean, you know, for, for someone, it might be, you know, getting in touch, uh, with nature, it might be exercising and might be, you know, reaching out to their family. Um, one of the things that was for you, TK, though, was getting into the the leather scene. I don't. I'm not exactly sure what that is exactly, but I did love your uh, the picture you took out on the I guess on the pier outside uh, with your lightning bolt card. Uh, it's a perfect picture. Um, I will. I'm sure. Obviously, I'm sure you've seen it at this point, but it, it really captures just the epicness of the moment. Right? Uh, you with the lightning bolt just. Looking out and just like the smile on your face is electric, and I love that. Um, what is what exactly is it? Does it mean to be Mr. Mayhem Leather Bear 2023? Sure, please keep in mind that this is a family
1: friendly podcast. I, like, I was like,
2: I was aware, I was about to ask, I was like, How what rating is this podcast? Is it PG? Is it rated R? But cool, thanks for letting me know. PG 13, PG 13, yeah. cool. All right, I can work with that. You get
1: one F bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Use it wisely.
2: <laughs> yeah, we haven't used F bomb all,
0: you know, 160 something episodes. That's not, so not true. You oh, yeah, messed up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but...
2: <laughs> so, Mr. Mayhem Leather Bear comes from a, a um, a, a contest, a leatherman contest. So every year there is a contest that brings all people together that want to celebrate their kings and their and whatever they do in the privates of their bedroom. So, for me, I was dared to enter in this contest because someone dared me say, like, what do you got to lose? You're not like you were just going to, I don't know, like, be forced to like move out of Maryland and like spend your rest of your life in exile, and that got me to thinking, like, you know what? I should probably do something I've never done before. So, and in the contest, there's several categories which are rated R, and I will not go through, And at the end of the day, um, I was crowned the victor of that contest. And so what that means is, in a way, I am a representative representative in the LGBTQIA, that's a mouthful, communities, and that I go around to these events and spread awareness and help support um, the community in ways that whether it's Pride, like walking in the parade to going to fundraisers to help for charity and everything in between. So, and and causing mayhem along the way. That's basically <laughs> what I'm very used to do uh, before this title, whenever I go to magic events and just say hi to everybody. <laughs> That's amazing and I think, you know,
0: when we think about the magic community, I, I like to think about it as a very inclusive place, a very diverse place. And, you know, honestly, the the number of people I've seen on, you know, Twitter just being like, you know, you know, go, whatever, you know. But, like, the idea that you have somebody who actually represents you, uh, and not for your skin color, which, I mean, obviously, like, you know, the three of us are black. Uh, listeners at home, we're all black. <laughs> like, you didn't know that. Did that never come up before? We are all African American. We're all brothers. So, um... Yeah. Besides that, I mean, like, it is—it's awesome to have you represented uh, racially, but also just having uh, your identity um, and your, you know, your lifestyle represented uh, in such a big stage. And not even, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, um, gay, and I, you know, I I love men and whatever. It's not even that. It's this is the lifestyle that I'm living, and I'm not I'm not hiding it. This is this is who I am. I've got my crown. I've got my sash. This is happening, people. Yeah, gotta deal with it.
2: Yeah, and it's one of those things where part of my platform or um, life motto, whatever um, whatever you decide to call it, is when you're ready, be a lighthouse because you never know who's trying to come home to shore. And that yeah. was something that one, one of my mentors, who unfortunately is no longer with us, uh, was kind of acting out. And from him, I kind of instilled that in me and I tried to make be be an example of what that looks like so i know in our magic community leather and magic while though they are not on the same spectrum there have some similarities between the two and that there's actually more people of kink in our spaces but they're afraid to be themselves in public spaces whatever that whatever the reason that is and for me to be out there with my crown and my sash and people asking me these questions it just shows that hey you know it's in a way like you can come out of the closet it's fine because i'm here now and i it will make sure let me just not say of all but this is like if you look at me there's at least someone that you can look up yeah that's that's huge that
1: it really is i when let's, uh, let's when you my... said i am here all I could think of was, like, uh, I don't know if you have watched My Hero Academia at all. Yes! Uh, yes. I just picture, like, all Might just, like, bursting through a wall with, like, a pride flag at being, like, I am here.
2: Oh, please give me this day. I uh, mean, he's he seems like he would be, yeah. be about it, so. Oh, yeah. Next year, 2024. Just... Dress up as All Might and just go through Wills (laughs) and the GPs of Chicago. Yeah, we'll figure that out.
1: (laughs) Love Love it. it. I feel like we should probably um, you know, people have gotten an idea of who you are. We we probably do actually want to tackle those events um, because there were there's a lot to talk about because obviously we need to talk about you winning. uh, And if I can have a moment of hubris, you know, Billy and I also uh, no slouches this weekend.
0: Um. Yeah, um, and, uh, like, obviously, Mappet and I were kind of doing our own, our own thing, talking in a group chat and whatnot. Uh, how were you preparing for this event? Was it a solo effort, or were you working with people? I know you mentioned uh, Paul Lynch before. So
2: I would say I, I – so this is where kind of Mappet comes into play. So when mm-hmm. I – when I already started to think about, okay, I'm going back to Terminal Weekend. Do I bring back my baby, which is Maverick? I've, for the listeners at home that don't know this, um, I play. I have played Maverick since 2015, and that's been kind of like my my baby, my pilot, like the deck of choice that I will always play. And then I saw Matt Vuk split a challenge with four color, no red. Uh, and that is something that is an archetype that I always wanted to play and actually do well with because I and I'm probably going to get cancer when I say this. I don't I don't think you need power blast anymore in this meta. It's not necessary. It's only really hits certain targets. So I don't like five color to begin with, but mm. I love four color because I love Yidris and I like the, I like four color decks um so when i saw matt Fook split the finals with four color no red immediately i said oh let me go pick this up and see how it works so throughout i want to say that was like a month ago like almost a month and a half ago i talked to kevin Brenneman, who's a four color guru at home um in the baltimore uh region paul lynch and uh, Jack Pullman and a couple of other people who, you know, in the the DV area, to kind of, like, we kind of just did Trial by Fire. Um, Both Kevin and Paul did GP, sorry, not GP, Eternal Weekend Prague um, for that Eternal Weekend, and they piloted the deck, the Archetype, and then came back with their feedback and their notes. And based off of that, and a couple months later, and a couple playtestings later, we, I came to the conclusion that, you know, I'm just going to run three Catherines and just see where this goes. Because uh, one of my friends said, well, Kevin said, why do you need Uros? Because one of the feedback from them was Uro is not that great with all the graveyard interactions going around. So there was the uh, camp of there's two types of four-color. There's four-color mid-range tempo, which, you know, Merc Tide's and, like Merc Tide being your big beater. Uh, mm. And then there's four-color hard control or five-color control, which just flashing red just for fourth inning lingus. So that's kind of like shifted to like the hard control side. So as a mid-range player, and I love mid-range to death, I sided with, well, if I'm not gonna run Uro, I'm just gonna run Catherine's instead. And everyone saw on stream how important Catherine is, uh, mm-hmm. so I don't think so. That's kind of the preparation uh, that happened throughout all this.
1: You made that card spike hard. I it's know. Freaking... I love. Mm-hmm. I love being the moment. I um. I've been meaning to order mine for a while, and like saw you were on top. Of it. I was like, this card's gonna. This card's gonna go up. I'm just gonna buy them now before I forget. And I feel. <laughs> So smart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was... So for listeners at home, uh, Triumph of St. Catherine is from Warhammer. That came out almost like two two years ago, or a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, yeah. Her abilities, uh, she's a four and a white, five-five, lifelinker, so kind of like a bang slayer and angel effect. Um, she, has a mir- her two, she has two abilities. The first one is she has a miracle cost for one and a white, so you can pay two mana for five, five on top of your library, which is huge already. And the other part is that when she dies, uh, you exile the, the top uh, six of your library along with her to be shuffled back on top in random order. So just think about it in like a deck construction standpoint, uh, on paper, it looks like I'm just blue white splashing beans and bow masters, which it is because I want my game plan to be resilient towards Blood Moon. And so if I'm able to get a basic planes to start ripping Catherine's on top, then I'm just going to start beating them down with it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny, too, because there's a number of cards that have not made their way into Magical Online. So um, the last time I have actually played against St. Catherine in, in paper was actually last Eternal Weekend uh, versus our good friend, Forth of Phil. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's one of those cards that, It is surprising how quickly a 5 5 Light Blinker takes over the game. (laughs) Uh, But also the fact that you're miracling it for two, but it still is a five drop, so it does have a really good synergy with Up the Beanstalk.
2: Yes, which, as you saw on stream, happened quite a lot. (laughs) Um, So that's, and and so for for the rest of the deck, it's kind of, you know, take your regular four color no red shell, you know. My the the flex there's a couple flex slots that you know between the DMV crew. um It's really dependent on what meta you're thinking. I opted for the fourth bowmaster because I want to beat the mirror, and main deck mm-hmm. dress down because I hate initiative. <laughs> and That's construct
0: reasonable. tokens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there definitely are some some decks going into the weekend that we were kind of planning on uh, seeing a decent amount of, and I I think I think the Grixis Delver uh, or Team Delver, I guess, depending um, was one of the cards on top of our list but also there was going to be some sort of artifact construct deck. I wasn't sure exactly what it was going to be but uh, it always seems like a popular paper choice whenever we get these kind of big events, so I think having the dress down in the main deck makes a lot of sense. So, you know, what are some highlights for the of, of the event for you obviously uh, besides winning clearly uh but what are some uh, some things that really stood out to you th- over your 11 rounds during the the swiss at least
2: oh man the amount of times where i've hit the bingo uh the magic bingo you know the, the magic bingo like stairs if you do if you do this you check it off um mm-hmm. round one was reanimator and being able to just the the last minute sideboard choice was Nehil Spalbelem recommended by Vuk, and that being able to j- win me the game was a highlight. Because uh, if it was any other, because initially I had uh, Unlicensed hearst and the math, the mana actually mattered. The one mana actually mattered. So that was a highlight uh, against lands around five. Being able to win in turns on turn five for lethal was just absolutely wild. Um, the setup was I have a Merc Tide, that's a 7-7, and a Bowmaster token, uh, just, just a 1-1, one, one, uh, against my opponent who had a Construct. And I've just out in hand. So mm-hmm. I have to rely on my opponent not having anything else for this just time to resolve and to attack through and it was just there was a circle around it was wild it was crazy uh i think at that moment was really like i think i have a shot at top eight (laughs) um what other highlights um being able to i think i feel like the deck is one of those decks where the moment i start playing with it it just kind of feels second nature because I can, mm. because I'm so used to playing top deck mode with Maverick, where you don't really have card selection, you just have, you, you're just digging for like the next creature, or you just hope that this canopy is gonna hit by this sword to give it. this not that you need to win with. Um, mm-hmm. so being able just to ponder, brainstorm things away, it's just, it almost feels like it's cheating. <laughs> yeah. Good, <laughs> um, real good. Yeah, and um, I think fi- I think honestly. The biggest highlight was on stream when my when jay wastelanded me twice and i just left with the catherine Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh was able to win that game and that was probably
0: yeah i mean that's definitely iconic and like Madison said, obviously the price of Saint Catherine has jumped through the roof. I missed the boat, uh, but Dude, you were in jealous. the car with me while I
1: was buying them.
0: <laughs> I, I was so tired. tired. I I'm not even getting into that yet. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> but so tired. Um, but and I, I picked up some other cards. I just just not those not those. Um, so uh, I do want to talk about the 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 top eight as well uh, just because uh, one of the things obviously that I didn't have to go through because um, mine was online was that delay between round eleven and the actual quarterfinals which you know in time in reality it's what, it three hours something like that uh, but for you I'm sure it was a an eternity so uh, what was that that wait like just the wait between uh, that final final match uh, of the Swift and the first match uh, that you were eventually going to play against um, who was it? Uh, Nick I believe Nick Elderling mm-hmm. Ferrero Ferrero. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, to be honest, as soon as I won the Swiss on camera, uh, I went outside. I got air because the winning this this entire weekend I did a formula of. Whenever I was done with the match, I just go outside and get some air, get that fresh air because when you're in the convention hall for twelve hours a day, you're just gonna yeah. breathe in the same air. So, I I think it wasn't for me the weight wasn't painstakingly. Uh, I definitely needed to sleep, so I had a good power nap, and it was I didn't feel anxious. I think that was the other thing this weekend I've noticed that. If you seen me on camera, you notice I was never anxious at all, and I didn't feel like, and I didn't feel anxious, which was a big one for me because, you know, when you're on camera, all that pressure's on you. Everyone's watching you. Everyone just like there's so many things goes in your mind that, you know, the probability of making a mistake goes in like significantly higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of those things where I just probably like I want to say when I won my, my when I won my my leather sash all of my anxiety went away just kind of yeah. like pushed away so now anytime time I'm faced with this similar situation I just think back of the feeling of what I went through when I got the sash and it worked I so um no I wasn't necessarily nervous I was just more tired because <laughs> I knew what I was gonna have before I would drive back home and I just really want this point to attend <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah
0: and i I actually did I, I was gonna say that to you um afterwards too but like you are you're definitely a lot calmer than like i we, I've known you for i guess what like seven or eight years yeah. or something like that yeah. I guess at this point and you definitely seem like you're at your calmest and most relaxed I, I think that I've ever seen you, which is which is awesome I mean that's Just an amazing thing to be able to have but I'm just happy you you find some kind of some kind of peace.
2: Yeah, yeah, and um, and Here's another highlight. Um, I think it was round six or round seven one of those two rounds I got deck check and I got a game loss because I (laughs) was an idiot and forgot that my the The list that I submitted on melee had two islands in it because there was a point where during testing I wanted to see if I wanted to run two basic islands so I can cast mm-hmm. easily. And sure. I just yeah. forgot to just change it out to the... When I was running three Cs. Um, so, that, uh, so, you so, but that, so you know, that was one of those things where even then, like, uh, somebody hit me up on Twitter. It's like, they watched the entire uh, investigation go down and how I reacted to it. And they said, basically, the fact that I was so calm even though I was getting a game loss spoke volumes to people and they noticed it, so yeah, yeah. I, I I agree that I am less anxious as I used to be before. Maybe maybe because I'm just thirty. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Age with age comes the ability to care a little less about certain things. I definitely feel that. Um. So with you. I guess going into the top eight too. You knew was it open deck list? Did you know exactly what you were playing against?
2: Uh, going into top eight, kind mm. of. Um, in in top eight we did have open decklist, but um, last night they posted that I guess the top sixteen, and you know last in, so well, at Texas Roadhouse, was it? yeah, Texas Roadhouse, like Paul, Kevin, Jack, uh, Vuk, and like the rest of like the four color pilots. Went to this table, I grabbed the napkin, and we'd start going over cyborg like decisions and all that stuff, like back in the old days. Um, mm. <laughs> and so that's for the matchups that I was not that I did not face or I wasn't sure of. And I think that helped me make my mind much easier to cyborg decisions because you know, when you're when you're when you're competing for 11 rounds, your mind just goes to, like, just tunnel vision just zero out. Like, it is not normal to grind for 12 hours of a mental game of magic. It's not normal. So, But having the cyborg guide really helped me out and just say, like, don't think about it, just do it, and just go with it.
0: That's a nice thing. I mean, it's often to have a community around you, and I, I know you're working with a lot of people who, you know, regular the the Legacy Pit which uh, once again amazing community there Uh, but I I think one of the things that I kind of took away from especially the top eight but just the tournament overall the people in the the Maryland Virginia area they just like or DC rather they just crushed it like the DMV was just like insane uh with this tournament and and I obviously they typically do pretty well, I think at a turtle Weekend, but I think this is probably the best showing for the DMV in a long time.
2: Yeah, like, I don't, um, I want to say, like, I'm trying to remember the last time we've had, like, a strong appearance at an event. Um, I think it was SCG Baltimore when, like, this past one, where, like, uh, like for the 5K, like, Kurt, Paul, and uh, Stephen Tupal, all top eight hmm. in... So like all Bal- all Baltimore people top eight at their home yeah. uh, scG um. but something at this level I guess I want to say that the national level um, mm. no I don't remember like a time probably somebody does but I don't <laughs>
0: yeah. okay, so the quarterfinals uh, against Nick uh you ended up having um you know, winning 2-1 which is great i haven't I, I need to go back and re-watch your top eight and we, we were in the car so i didn't get a chance to watch it in full detail um but uh i know going into the top eight uh, before it started uh, my um buddy Cass ac- ended up making top eight as well and i was actually very excited because i knew at some point there was a chance that you two would play and it ended up happening in the semifinals, which is uh great. I wish both of you could make it to the finals, but um, still the fact that you you two were able to play each other in the top four I think is still amazing. Um, That match, I think, is is that one of the better matches for you, playing four-color against Cradle Control?
2: It's slightly favored, however, it can be a little problematic if they untap with the Fiend Artisan. Uh, Mm. Because if they go Fiend Artisan Grist, it comes harder to control the board. I only have one Terminus. I don't have... I only, only have one board wipe in the 75. Um, okay. so... Actually, thanks for reminding me of that matchup, because uh, I threw the game away in game one or two, when I realized that I could have just card cast Terminus and not cast Catherine, and if I would have done that, I would have not died two turns later. Um... So yeah, there was that. But like I like okay. I said, like when the deck swarms, when it just goes wide, four color beanstalk doesn't really have many ways to fight that. Um, mm-hmm. Even if the list that run Uro, it's not gonna gain you that much life when you're facing down like ten plus power every turn. Um, mm-hmm. Catherine helps a little bit of that. But, but still, um, I think probably, like, out of all the matches that I was scared the most, I think Cass on Cradle Control was, gave me a run for my money. Because at any point, it, uh, they can just uh, press button natural order, get Atraxa, or get Hoof, and just blow me out. And I would have just had no way to deal with it. It was quite unfortunate that they drew the Atraxa when they went to natural order that turn. Mm-hmm. yeah um but strong story from Cass I, I love them to death and I just I'm glad that you know I was like we were able to kind of have that energy like that like to battle out each other on camera um cause I do cause it, uh, it in a way like when I went into Top 8 it kind of re- like reminded me of like the Pokemon League when you like for the when you play Pokemon uh <laughs> yeah for the very first time, like, yellow, red, whatever it is, like, when you get to the Elite Four, like, that is, that's meant to be, like, these are the hardest people in the region, and they're, and you have to duke it out, and you have to fight up for it, and, and that, to me, was basically, like, my mindset in Top 8, was, like, these are the hardest people in this room. I have to beat them and if I, if I want to get the champion. And what was more iconic and kind of funny was Jay being in the finals because mm-hmm. I joked to Jay like you're Gary and I'm Ash hundred percent 100%, 100%. Uh, yeah I I saw that like coming up I was
0: like oh who's this who's this Jay what oh oh I know him uh, oh 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 God okay, well hopefully we dodge a little bit longer but obviously uh you know champions like to come calling so uh yeah Jay was your was your final opponent which I mean that's an end boss if you want an end boss for eternal weekend that is a good one to have
2: yeah like what better storyline than to have the reigning champion as your final boss like that is that that's that is like rpg level i I don't know what he i don't know what to describe it but basically like fighting against your friend that um that you played with all these years as like the one that separates you and like the painting uh it was very yeah. cathartic and it was honestly if I'm glad it was him and not anyone else, no disrespect. It, because it just made the it, it it made the match more special to me. It made it so that yeah. way like this is the champion. He like Jay's here now and everyone's watching us and it's almost like I'm I'm literally ass catch him in this scene where I'm like, Okay, I gotta yeah. fight for it, I gotta take it.
1: Yeah,
0: that's, a, that's just an amazing thing. And, um, you know, I think looking at uh, Jay's list, it, it definitely is prepared to fight a a long fight uh, compared to some other lists. Uh, I was actually saying one of the things I liked about his list in particular was the fact that he cut on, back on Delver. Um, that is, in my mind, one of the weakest cards in the Grixis list in, in particular right now. Mm-hmm. Um, cutting down to two, I think, was a really great meta call, uh, especially in a insanely heavy Orcish Bowmaster field having only two of those, uh, I, I think, pays dividends. And also, I love the uh, mold and Collapse in the main deck. That card has been uh, insane. Yeah,
2: that card scares the hell out of me. Because that can just blow up my carpet kill Catherine. Just like, well, I just mm-hmm. lose. <laughs> um, And that, yeah. And it also was Stifle. When I saw... Mm-hmm that, he was wearing Stifle. It just brought back memories of me being on Maverick. Stifle days, he's like, you're going to lose to one of these two cards. you got to pick which one you're going to yeah. lose to. Because uh, mm-hmm. that's honestly one of Maverick's fatal flaws is that it can't... Like, it's so activation heavy that if mm-hmm. a knight activation or mom activation uh, gets countered, it's a blowback. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that card is... Brutal, and the worst part is too. You know it's in there, so you know you have to play around it, but you don't know if they actually have it or not. But you have to respect it still. That is the the toughest part. Um, so I mean, you you win. You're the champion. You get the handshake from Jay, which also, by the way, you have just amazing photos all from this weekend, and uh, I I hope if you, at some point you get a chance to like just like. Go through them, pick your favorites, and put them up on, on the wall somewhere. Just because I, I really do think you got some amazing shots. Um, the the one moment that I think is, I, I don't want to say underrated, but underappreciated, I think, is the moment after, right? You win, you get the handshake. Uh, I, I remember I was at, mine was online, so the first thing I did was I got out of, you know, in the guest room recording like I am now i got up i went to my wife like to my wife who was sleeping fast asleep and i was like honey i want eternal weekend and she's like that's great honey all right and then she went back to sleep and then i came to bed like an hour later and she's like do you get something for winning eternal weekend and i was like yeah i i get a painting she's like oh that's great honey that sounds nice Okay. And then she went back to sleep again. And like it didn't click to her that this was actually something significant until like the next day. Um but what was what was that moment for you? What was the moment after you get the handshake, you get up from the table? What was that first moment for you?
2: It hasn't hit me yet that I won Eternal Weekend. <laughs> I was just playing magic and I'm like, oh cool, yeah, I won. And just like mm-hmm. I wanna say it didn't initially hit me until i heard uh the organizer crowning me as the champion in which case Mm -hmm. i'm just like wait what did i just do (laughs) because like i Mm -hmm. because like what happens to me is that i don't process everything that's happening in front of me i just ignore everything and just kind of go about my day and not really cementing what just happened um and then throughout the night, I guess I guess the the lot the next two hours of like doing photos and you know you know doing my parade around the room, it was like slowly, re- like reality was slowly coming in, and I'm just like oh, oh 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 oh, and I was, and then the tears started to coming and then tears start coming down. I'm like, why am I crying? And then like <laughs> it, so it's like the slow build, it's like the slow like. Leak of just the realizations that I finally done something that I didn't like that I wanted to do as a kid when I when you know I played Yu-Gi-Oh, you finally did it. I just didn't register that I did it, because uh, so, I was still like, I need to get home. Because I still gotta drive home. <laughs> yeah. I need to leave the city. I need to leave the city. <laughs> Been here for so long. Right. It's 6 p.m. I'm not gonna get home till like at least 11. Mm. <laughs> and then you know the worth i'm sure somebody was like dude we gotta go to dinner it's like no no, no <laughs> let me go home right i gotta work I, i'm a construction manager i gotta be up on site at 7 a.m mm. <laughs> right. so um so like that that sunday night was was more of like almost like putting up a front of saying like yes i'm your champion yeah thank you big like, like, I appreciate you. Yes, hug me. Yes, I, I appreciate you and all this, like, I don't want to say PR stuff, but, like, it kind of was. Just kind yeah. of, like, I love y'all, but I really need to go home. And
0: then... <laughs> and yeah, then yep, yeah, I get that. Yeah.
2: Yesterday was when... Yesterday was, like, the full realization of, like, oh. When I, when I open my Twitter and, like, I see all these mentions and these acts and, like, people, like, flooding my DMs and just... You know, at first, I didn't... At first, I'm just like, yeah, no, I appreciate you. Like, thank you for taking your time out of the day. Because I, I didn't realistically, like, took that to heart yet. I was still kind of, like, put in, like, PR mode and, like, thank you for the response. And, like, kind of moving... Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> it was when... Mm-hmm. And I posted... And I kind of... After, like, scrolling through a couple of ones, like, my friends from home, they, they sent photos of them watching me was when I started to break down and, like... Full on like Waterworks, um, and just at that point I, the realization came and like I'm the Legacy Champion. I I'm the first, like I I'm the first of many, and here we are now. Like mm-hmm. it is really, it it took me back for like a lot of it. Actually, now like I actually have not cried in over like two hours because it's just like. Every time I think back of the times that I really put my heart and soul into this game and just the memories that I made with you and Mapson and everyone in the community, it's just really just amplifies that. When people mm-hmm. from home rooting for me, that's that's not something I'm used to. <laughs> it's not something yeah. that I'm really well versed in, but seeing that and like seeing like pictures of that, just really just, Touched my heart, and it just allowed me to kind of just let go, and mm-hmm. now I'm happy. Like you know, I kind of. Oh, and, I, and thank God, I, life lessons, advice from your champion. Mm-hmm. If you win Eternal Weekend, do not go to work the next day. Just go, just no. take it the day off. You're not going to be productive. Take the day off, maybe two. Yeah. Do not go to work, because <laughs> I will yeah. tell you, I. My body was at work. My mind was somewhere else. <laughs> mm. Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 overwhelming. Obviously, uh, physically, just like you said, I'm the grind of playing uh, 14 rounds of magic over over two days, high stakes on camera. Um, I, I don't even know how many camera matches you had, but I feel like it had to have been a lot. Being uh, finishing the Swiss as the number one seed, uh, there's a lot there and again it's it's just exhausting it really is and the like you said the people coming on on twitter and being you know hey we, you know we love you thank you did a great job awesome great play this weekend it's like and you know some people you know some people you've never heard of but there's always that person who uh you've known for years Is a person who uh is at your lgs who's you know been a little shy but you have that you know that rapport with uh, and then there's always like you know the the one person who's like, "Did my hero just say they did? I did a great job." It's like this is the best day of my life. Um, it's I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot emotionally to take in.
2: Yeah, and now tomorrow is my victory dinner um, at mm. Level Up. Nice. That's my store I play at. In, you know, since I moved to Baltimore, and mm. it's you know it it's it really does feel like. You know, the best reference. Okay, so after you beat the Elite Four, the post credit scene, like it they go back in time to so, like your journey hmm. of you know, all the adventures and the cities, the battles that you face. It kind of feels like I'm in that point right now where I'm reflecting back my journey of, you know, getting to Pittsburgh, you know, you know, all the GPs that we've done together, all the day twos that I've done, all the SEG, Events that we that we grinded all the judging events that I've done and you know kind of going back in time and like One after another just like another memory another core memory another You know another flashback, and it's just all of it coming at once. It's just Speechless <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yeah now that I'm the champion it's time to play Yu-Gi-Oh! All alright <laughs> just kidding. I know. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's like time to, time to move my interest into Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Lekrana. um, What other card game? Flesh and Blood. Flesh and Blood. Um, Might as well. Yeah. You know. Ticket to Ride. Ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. I, did, I heard that seems kind of soft. Might as well get in there. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, that... If there's any board game that is that doesn't incite violence but gets me boiled
1: is Ticket to Ride. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like you're angry at its existence, or like you get mad when you're playing other people, or like I just need clarification.
2: Uh, it's when you're playing the game and somebody and somebody purposefully blocks your longest path, <laughs> and you can't do anything about it, so you knew you knew it's like Ooh. everyone knows that i'm winning and they are yeah. purposefully trying to just sabotage my win and they're not going to win so it, so it's just no point and that makes me angry because I'm the point is South- to mess with you hmm? yeah they're messing with me and they're not w- like here's one thing if you're going to mess with like, if you're going to mess with my trains and you win yeah fair game uh, you you deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're messing with me and you're just not winning and you're just laughing that I'm not winning, I get annoyed.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
2: have uh, you considered getting good?
0: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> you uh, over here. Um, yeah, we my we have a very competitive uh, like little like board game group. Uh, my, my neighbors. And we play, we'll play Ticket to Ride, and it's just, like, violence. Just <laughs> constant train-on-train train violence. Derail left and right. Just taking things for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is so insane. Uh, so that, is, that speaks volumes to me. Yeah. Um, oh, no,
2: I feel that. I feel, so what you're saying is we should never be in the same room if we're doing Ticket to Ride tournament. Like, Oh, it'll, it'll be great. Oh, my gosh. Oh.
0: <laughs> The city shall burn. burn. (laughs) Um, Uh, No, the. uh, (laughs) Oh, um, but yeah. I mean, also uh, for for those who may have missed this, uh, please do not. uh, This is this is going up the next day. So if you hear this on Wednesday, do not go to the uh, level up games with Ticket to Ride. It's not going to end well. Don't (laughs) don't don't be. No, I would just you you weren't
2: invited for a reason. I I would just be like, get out. No, no, no. (laughs) Shut it down. Go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go. Just just go. Just exactly. just just go. I do not need this this uh this this uh uh holleration in my mm-hmm. in my castle. Just go. Just
0: yeah <laughs> uh. that, but that's, that's cool though. Like the, the idea of the um the, the hero's journey ending back at home, um and you know, to have those people who you know, the the people from your, your local community from the Baltimore area, from, from Level Up, from the Legacy Pit, having them come and uh, be able to celebrate you and your, your victory, I think is a, a really cool way to cap, up, cap off a, honestly, a historic weekend.
2: Yeah. Um, it's been a hell of a ride. Um, I, like, after I won um, Cal, Cal uh, for those Calvin, we call him Cal, like, um, Black Magic Gaming, a, a vendor, sweetest man in the world, absolutely so delight. Nice. Like I, I, that man is the reason why I was able to keep playing competitive Magic for a couple of a couple of years. Because there's a lot of cards I borrowed from him, and mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, one with the one with it. But um, he he reached out to me and said that I was the first African American to win Eternal Weekend. And, well, that's just not true. Well, I know. I, I know. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> I'm like. Ah.
0: Cal, I got words for you, buddy.
1: Uh, first off, no. yeah, like, ah. oh, first first in paper, I think. The first, 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 first one that matters. First, you know, brutal. <laughs>
0: yeah, the first, the first one that matters. The first, uh, the, first the first one in person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. I,
2: I was gonna, yeah. I was just, I was just gonna be like. Okay, <laughs> Just, yeah. If someone's gonna clarify. That's that's fine. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and, and um, it's actually the other thing was that. You know, throughout the entire weekend, people like I met many new people and like you know, mm-hmm. like, saying stories and like all that stuff. Um, but there was this one player who also also was African American, and he was playing EDH, and he saw me, and then he reached. Uh, he first. Approach me, he's like, I'm so glad there's another brother in the space. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, yeah, man, like, it's just a game. And then when he found out that I won the whole thing, like, his eyes just start, start tearing up. It's like, I'm so glad there's this representation on the bigger circuit. And I'm just like, if you start crying, I'm gonna start crying. We're gonna have an issue with me because I gotta drive home, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, I
0: think that's, it's, it's so underrated how, in important it is to see yourself as someone who can, you know, eventually get there. I think that was I i I had a, a, a my own experience this this past weekend with someone who like I respected I've respected them for a decade plus and I was just like I was like I really don't know what to say to you but I appreciate you. And that was that was, was like that's good for me. It's like that was a really cool moment. And again, having being able to kind of pay it forward to someone who, um allows you to make something that seems like a dream almost actually a reality and I think um you know when you have that that first friend who makes it to the pro tour you have that first uh, friend who runs it, even an RCq right like this is a a gate I didn't know that we could kick down and you did it so I guess I can do it too like that's a, that's a huge thing and people need that
2: yeah and uh, trust me the amount of the the amount of barriers that we shattered this weekend. From mm-hmm. being yeah. not playing competitive Magic for almost a year, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, kicking <laughs> down that door <laughs> mm-hmm. to um, basically go undefeated minus my mishap of my deck list, so I would say mm-hmm. a, you know undefeated ish. <laughs> Asterix. Asterix, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Don't don't count the don't 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 look at my deck. Um, don't look to <laughs> just being like being like the first like you know, person to, like, win a tournament weekend on paper for, like, for us. It's just, like, it was a lot mm-hmm. of firsts, and it's just, you don't think about it in the moment, but when you get time to go home and, like, reflect, and it just all comes back to me, and it's just, like, ugh. I was, like, the tears just, oh, girl was, I definitely, like, <laughs> shout out to my boss at work, because, man, you... When I told him what happened, he was just like, don't worry about it. Congratulations. I'm not expecting anything from you for a couple, like, this site is fine. We have people. Do your thing. Do what Mm -hmm. you need to do. And and I was like, thank you for understanding that. Uh, I think today was, like, the first day that I'm like, okay. Event drop is slowly coming to an end, which, for those who don't Mm -hmm. know what that means, it's, event drop is used in the party scene, like, when you go to, like, EDC or, like, Comic-Con or, like, things like that, when you just go hard and, like, high energy for multiple days, and then when you come back to reality, that energy is just low, and it's a drop in your energy level because you just been going hard for the last couple of days. And so, I want to say my event drop is ending. Um, it's still, like, there's still, like, remnants of just, like, you know, reading people's posts and, you know, just makes me want to tear up. I will, I am, mm. I'm going to be so scared tomorrow because I have no idea what they have in store for me. One of my friends is like, oh, we have something for you tomorrow. I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. I don't like surprises.
0: <laughs> I'm hoping you think Catherine and Leather. That's what I'm hoping.
2: I, I think I'm going to be wrong. I, okay, well, <laughs> so here's the thing. I was like, because I went with St. Catherine, I now need to get a play set of her in search foil and get the artist to sign them. Because uh, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely very much a memento. You know, now that I am the mm. the champion of St. Catherine, or yeah. what they are on Twitter say, uh, I am Triumph of TK, or Dundernight, yeah. which was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. I whatever cool. works for you, it's fine for me
0: yeah oh man. Um, so yeah, it's amazing, it's amazing.
1: I have uh, a couple questions from the event, if that's okay, both from myself and from a few people on Twitter. Uh, so the first one comes from f- good friend of ours, Joe Dyer. Why are you so awesome? And also as an aside, you happen to have a great smile, which the listeners can't see, but we just saw a glimpse of it right there.
0: Mm, that's good. <laughs> good <laughs> big fan
1: so so you know why are you so awesome i learned that
2: being unapologetically you is the best version of you and a lot of times when we go out in public and whether it's a magic event a leather event you know we try to kind of fit the mold but over time as i try to fit in several modes and found out that i'm not the best fit for them I just create my own mode and because I am doing my own thing it sometimes it doesn't work but when it does work it makes me happy and smile and laugh uh and a lot of people see that and they gravitate towards that and it, it's it snowballs it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm just oh god I have a planet full of people rotating around me like a gravitational pull like what's happening Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I, I am chaotically positive is my alignment.
1: (laughs) Next question. What do you think about adding the card Cleansing Meditation, uh, to the sideboard as Mirror Match Tech? What Um, does that card do? That is a reasonable question.
0: Um, It is a sorcery. I actually knew this before looking it up, but I'm a professional, so I looked it up anyways, but, um, it is... (laughs) One generic and two white for a sorcery. Uh, destroy all enchantments, an so uncommon from Torment. Uh, but it also does have Threshold. And if you have Threshold, instead destroy all enchantments, then return to play all cards in your graveyard destroyed this way. So theoretically, if you have, um, you know, you have a Beans, your opponent has a Beans, uh, if you cast this with Threshold, you would destroy both Beans,
1: and then you would get your Beans back. And if they have any Leyline bindings, also destroys those. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Good question. Honestly, I'm on the I as someone who's played Scapeshift for for too long. Uh, that's my mm-hmm. modern deck. For people who don't know, um, Scapeshift is control comp. Just get, it's a control deck with a combo finish. Uh, knowing that I am going, I'm playing a control deck at a large scale event, and I'm probably gonna go to time all the time. I want to end the game quickly, and so I don't think that card's going to win quickly. I think that's going to help me stabilize, but it's not going to end the game quickly. And I rather opt to play spells that will end the game quickly,
1: or I lose quickly. One or the other. <laughs> that is fair. Um, for the listeners, just a fun fact or fun bit of trivia about us. Um, the first time we met, we bonded over the fact that we both play Scapeshift. Um, moving on to the next question, about the mana base, um, would you make any changes? Uh, specifically something that a lot of us noticed was you have three C's in addition to the Bayou, and it feels like a lot of black mana where you don't actually have that many black tips in your deck. Uh, and conversely it looked like you were a little bit light on white mana, I know I heard people talking about maybe switching uh, from three Cs to two and then going up from two Tundras to three. Um, I've also heard people talk about maybe playing a Triome to help with ley line Binding. Uh, but so, you know, how was the mana? Any changes you would make? So
2: I would say, so I'll explain the reasoning lab for, the third, for three Cs. When I added the fourth Bowmaster into the list, I want to be able to easily cast Bowmaster. Um, and so when it came to fetching patterns, I wanted to be able to either fetch for Sea, C, Sea, um, C Savannah, or Tundra, Bayou, um, pretty, pretty reliably. So knowing that my Cs are going to be very important when I wanted to have Binding on turn two, I want to have more opportunity to see Cs more, so that's why I added the third C going into the tournament. Now after the tournament and now actually seeing what the deck does and realize how much sources I kind of naturally just grab throughout the game, there probably mm-hmm. is an argument to be made that I don't need the third C anymore. And so now we're just down the 19 lands. Um, the third Tundra can definitely be a consideration, uh, but at the same time, I didn't really feel like I... Was struggling to get white men out, even though I'm running the basic planes. So there's so there's argument to be made. Maybe the more correct decision is to run the third tundra. But during but again, I'm not positively sure. Probably when I do more testing throughout the next couple of weeks into the next whatever big event. Uh, or, not big admit, like, whatever the next legacy competitive Royale event it is, you know, I can probably give more perspective into that. Triumphs, I'm not a fan. Just, I've tried it, not a fan. No, i I rather not take a turn off with a tap land, unless it's turn one, and honestly, and Matt book kind of went more deep into this, I don't think the Triumph really matters when it comes to Leyline Binding. Um, I'd rather sacrifice Being able to turn one binding, then just have consistent mana throughout. Because if you look at the deck list, I'm realistically blue white, splashing beans and boatmaster, and I only really need beans. I only need a green source one time, and the
1: rest can be and the rest can be. Okay, uh, so okay, I think most of the other questions have kind of been answered. But uh, so you talked about you know testing for your next event. Uh, you know, you just took a year off, uh, so I'm guessing you are going to be playing more events then? Yeah, yeah. My my duelist spirit has been reignited. So, you know, for instance, if you had a friend, uh, we won't say any names, but a friend with a birthday in, like, January, and there was, let's say, a, a tournament, let's say, like, a 5K, that was, mm. uh, you know... Around the time of said birthday, is there any chance that that friend would see you at said 5K?
2: Is the 5K going to be on the 20th of January?
1: Hypothetically, it could be. It could be. Well, I'll make sure I put it on my calendar. You know, I think cool. a certain friend hypothetically would enjoy that. Um, you know. Cool.
0: Well, it's good to see that you're 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 going to be playing. We'll see you around more often. Obviously, we we love seeing you, regardless of Magic or not. But uh, being able to hang out with you at a Magic tournament definitely makes the experience that much better.
2: Thank you. I, I, I've had a lot of people say that, um, that like all throughout the weekend that there's been a certain type of energy I bring to the room, and it really kind of humbles me that people notice that. Um, as somebody who didn't really have confidence as a kid. Um it is uh really rewarding that people are looking after me and I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: That's amazing. Um I think we I think we got to start wrapping up. Uh is there anybody that you want to give one last shout out? Thank you to
2: before we get out of here. Yeah, so there's there's a several list. Oh god, where's my <laughs> sc- where's my scroll? Um but to make things quick, um shout out to you know my mom and dad to basically allow me to keep playing this game despite the fact that it may not make me most money. Um, so shout out to my parents to allow me to kind of do my own thing, you know, shout out to, you know, the Baltimore region, the Legacy Pit, Travis and Travis and friends and, you know, the Level Up crew and Nick at Level Up, who's the owner of this store, like allow me to kind of just do my own thing and like allow me to kind of just grow. From, either, from both as a player and as a judge, you know, the list goes on and on, but, you know, there's the there's a couple of people that have really, like, pulled through for me, and, you know, shout out to my best friend, like, Larry Maseka for allowing me to borrow, like, the man has done a lot for me that it would take another hour to list out, but mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate, you know, my friend Larry to kind of, like, get me out of a slump, to Where I am now, and that, and I just want to make sure that he gets appreciated as much as he can. Um, And so, and like everyone, and like all the and all the judges I've interacted with throughout the weekend, y'all killed it. You know, all the players I met over the weekend, y'all were awesome. And it's just really good to see, you know, the energy that like it's really good to see the friends I made along the way back because I do miss y'all and. It is hard when you step away from a scene like you put your soul into and come back. And, you know, one of my reservations was I don't know if my friends are going to like me because I stepped away. Um, But that's no longer the case.
0: (laughs) Not a concern. Yeah. You You feel, I mean, one of the things I really do love about the magic community is that, like, they, when people see you, when your friends see you, they, they make it known that you were missed, which I think is uh, one of the best parts.
2: Now that I'm back, and as your champion, um, I actually, there is something I will do. I will make a royal decree right here, right now. Ooh. I will accept anyone's challenge. Anyone, like, if you want to, if paper, not online, because Catherine's not illegal online, but Fair. if you are at an, if I'm at an event, and I'm not doing anything, I'm not competing anything. I'm just hanging out. You come up to me and say, I challenge you to a duel. And if it's legacy, sure. You can battle it out. I, I, okay. I, like, like that's part of, like, I think that's the Yu-Gi-Oh, the Yu-Gi side of me. just, like, I take on anyone's challenge. Like, I'm the king of games. <laughs> mm. But, um, no, I, you know, I... I really like now that I, now that I've reached this stage, I kind of want to see what everyone else has, you know. Call me cocky, but I would like to I would like to challenge certain people in this game.
0: <laughs> oh man, the gauntlet has been thrown. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for coming on, joining us. It's you know, it's honestly the the one thing I do love about obviously you winning in general, but just being able to like chat with a friend about magic and his success is this was a, a fun way to spend a, a Tuesday night so just thank you for taking the time to come out and hang out with us
2: well absolutely <laughs> I, I said you got one you got one, <laughs> you got <laughs> one. <laughs> we'll just edit just um, that part out
0: <laughs> no I mean it was I think it's short enough I can keep it in <laughs>
2: oh man uh, well, thank was, you so much for coming on. Thank you, um, Th- thank you <laughs> again, thank just... you, Mopsin. I It's been a joy, and I hope to see you all again at another legacy event in the future. Yeah, yeah.
0: hopefully we do see you at that uh, that mystery five k somewhere in uh, Pennsylvania, which uh, we will say the name of once they give us uh, some dolary doos. Anyways, um, let's. <laughs> let's get out of here uh Matthew, where can people find you uh you can find me at
1: expedition map on twitter uh kind of on twitch although not really um on blue sky and also this weekend you can find me at the rc in atlanta i will probably be walking around as i have scrubbed out of the event after five rounds so, you know uh come say hi give me something to do uh billy where can people find you
0: Uh, I will be in Pennsylvania all weekend, but if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at BadLuckBandit. If you're interested in finding the show, we are at Depths underscore podcast on Twitter as well. Uh, Feel free to check out our link tree. We've got plenty of things. If you want to check out our basically defunct YouTube, you can do that. Um, If you want to check out our uh, bonfire store, buy a sweet hoodie, which I'm not currently wearing, but I'm going to pretend like I am. Um, you can buy, uh, a hoodie or a t-shirt there. Obviously, the, it supports us. It's a, a great way to support the show and also be super warm for these nice, uh, chilly winter nights. It's getting cold out there, folks. Um, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Bundle up. Wear layers. Mm-hmm. Honestly. No, I don't want to see any skin. Just hoodies. All hoodies. Uh, and of course, if you, uh, want to find TK, we're gonna put all, uh, contact information we, we have, um, in our show notes. So you check it out and...
2: Yeah, that's basically it.
0: Uh, I guess until next week. See uh, I'll see you next week. See, see you next,
1: next week. week. Yeah. Bye, you
3: right, Bye. Yeah, but my attached for green, the scene sees reclaimer. Uh, Untap sack of flagstones, go seek the planes, then tutor up the stage to so pull out your playbill. Doctor's podcast starring Billy Mitchell and Michael in on the microphone. Dripping in mocked diamonds, the collector of curtains up on act one of this magic show. Setting the forest so dense it looks decomposed. With relic night's clash against death shadow on the legendary lake covered in ice and snow. Underneath the surface lurks a lonely evil, an avatar so dark it could cause. Of evil the night lunges forward going for the kill but death's shadow's too tricky it just won't sit still it's tough and denials compile a stack so thick the bazooka bug emerges with gurmex angling the night takes a swing at the zombie fishes But falls submerged for such a distance Forsaken in the haze of the street rape's fringes, Who want to suffer out, they don't seek forgiveness A final breath draws a deafening silence A sound so sinister, no one could describe it It's like the subtle cracking of a turtle shell Or the surgical extraction of emerging hell The shards of ice feel a force of vigor The looming fear releases growing bigger and bigger Until a demon's fingers linger toward the shadow of death An all-consuming hush the Lango swept, the night washes up, frozen on the ice. Red Arbor saw her out in the green sun's light. An expedition now suddenly unfurls, revealing Merit Lage has rearranged the world. Dark, deaths, dark, dance, death, dark death.